Hello. All right. All right. We just need Kyle. Okay. Ready to start? Yeah. 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 For some reason, it's not working on my computer. I got it on my phone just fine. All right. All right. All right. Let's go. Let's do it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Crash and Burn Wrestling Podcast. Today, we'll be sharing our predictions for NXT TakeOver In Your House, which streams live on the WWE Network this Sunday night. And as usual, we'll be sharing some wrestling news going on in the wrestling world. Today, we are joined by my co-host, the assassin, Josh Danker. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Crash and Burn Wrestling Podcast once again. We have the Grim Reaper, Kyle Riker. Hey guys, welcome to the Crash and Burn Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to the Gates of Hades. And last but not least, making his Crash and Burn debut, we have Wrestling Omar 2.0 underscore, also known as Wrestling Omar 21. We have Omar. Hello, the world. Welcome to Crash and Burn Wrestling Podcast. All right. Josh, I'm sure you have the match card up, so take it from here. Yeah. All right, guys, so we're going to be going down. Um... NXT TakeOver In Your House, which is streaming um, this Sunday on the network. I'm looking forward to this pay-per-view with some of the matches they have on this card. Uh, I like the title of the show itself. Uh, In Your House was a, uh, a big thing a uh, long time ago, and I cannot wait to see uh, how this show is going to turn out. So let's start off with the first match, shall we? Yep, Alrighty. let's do it. All right, so first we have a six-woman tag team match. We have Mia Yim, Shauncee Blackheart, and Tegan Knox going up against Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. So we're, we're, we're going to go around in a circle and share our predictions. All right. So I'll go first. Let's see. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Mia Yim, Shotzi Blackheart, and Tegan Knox uh, because I feel like Candice LeRae is now just get, being overrated, you know, with this whole heel character she's doing. And Dakota Kai, I mean, I'm a huge fan of her, but. I mean, too overrated, and I feel like it's it's time for a young generation to get the win, which is Mia Yim, Shotzi Blackheart, and Zeke Knox. I feel like they have a lot of potential in NXT, so that's my pick. So, we got Jason. In my case, I'm going to go for Mia Yim because in Mia, my in my, my opinion, um, she's very talented, and I, I think she deserves the win. And then I would like to go with Omar for this prediction. Well... I think I will go for Team Shotzi Blackheart because Shotzi Blackheart always been attacked for the first time and get brutalized. But after that, me and Yim's mocks on Candice LeRae because Candice LeRae thinks she's better than everyone. Then by that, Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano with this revivery will be great. And they want it for the North American Champion match. Same team as us. All right. How about you, Kyle? I'm going with the heels on this one. I'm going with uh, Cancel Ray, Dakota Kai, and, Rick, and, um, uh, and Gonzalez because they're not really doing anything with, uh, with Mia Yim, Tegan Knox, or Chutsi Blackheart. They're kind of just like there in the background, but it seems like they're trying to get Cancel Ray and Dakota Kai over as heels. So so I can see you know the heels going over on there during the Yeah, time. I could see that too. But um, we'll see what happens this Sunday. I mean, it could go either way, but. Yo, I'm going with Cancer Ray's team. All right. So, next match, we have the NXT North American Championship. We have the Limitless, Keith Lee, defending the title against Johnny Gargano. Now, let me get this straight. They're trying to put Gargano over as a heel, and it's definitely not working. I don't see him as uh, a heel at all. I mean, he's been the baby face of the company for the last month. And I felt like a heel turn was a perfect choice right away. But I'm going to have to go with Keith Lee to win and, uh, to retain the title because it's not Gargano's time yet. Um, maybe in a couple months he'll, he'll win the title again for the second time. But I'm going with Keith Lee on this one. So, Jason, who you got? I'm going for Keith Lee because in Gargano's new character, I don't think it's time for him to have a title just yet. But in the future, yeah, he'll have another opportunity. And I'll let's go with Kyle for this match first. Yeah, I agree with Jason. You know, I think it's too early to put the title on Gargano as this new heel character. So I can definitely see Keith Lee retaining and continuing his long reign. All right. And plus, either way, either way, I think this match is gonna be the match that steals the fucking show, aside from the main event, of course. All right. How about you, Omar? I decide that Keith Lee should win North American Champion still because 
How many years that Johnny Gargano hasn't called up yet to the main roster? He's been NXT since the beginning. So he lost like some like two or three matches at TakeOver for a champion. Never calls up. So it's time still to let Keith Lee still win the North American champion and retain it. All right. So, um, Josh. All right. All right. Okay. So, um, next match we got here is the um, just a singles match. We have Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Now, this is another match that I feel like it's going to steal the show. Um, if you guys don't know, uh, on NXT, everybody was asking, oh, who attacked Finn Balor? And the answer, we all thought it was Cameron Grimes, but obviously that went, <clears throat> that was wrong. The answer was Damian Priest, and I'm a huge fan of Damian Priest. Uh, Damian Priest is one of my favorite um, NXT superstars currently, and I feel like he has a bright future on the main roster if he ever gets called up. But um, for my for this match, I have to go with the Prince, Finn Balor. I'm a huge fan of Finn Balor. I feel like Finn Balor is getting the much respect he he's deserved in NXT, so I feel like he's got a, a bright future there for a few months, then... Maybe they'll come up to the main roster. I'm not too sure on that, but yeah, I'm going with the Prince Finn Balor. Jason, who you got? Same as you, Finn Balor. Omar, who you got? Oh man, this is tough. I know Damian Priest is a mean, mean guy who seriously attack anyone in, during matches. Finn Balor, I know for a long time he been NXT, but been called up to the main roster when he. Two belts only, but went back to NXT since NXT moved to the USA Network. So, in that case, I love seeing dream matches. Don't like to see, like, the one 2017, 18, 2019 losses. So, when it's 2020, we like to see dream matches. So, I will go for Finn Balor. All right. How about you, Kyle? All right, first of all, this is going to be a tough match to predict. And also, first of all, Josh, you're full of crap. You do not like Damian Priest, so don't lie. <laughs> I do, actually. No, you don't. No, you don't. Every time we watch NXT together, I see Damian Priest come out. And, of course, I'm going nuts because I'm a big Damian Priest fan. You're like, oh, F him, F him. He sucks. So don't lie to the audience, dude. Don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all don't right. lie. You do not like Damian Priest. <laughs> Anyways, like I said, this is a tough match to go. It could either it could go either way, but I'm going with my man Damian Priest on this one. You know, because he's new. I feel like they're trying to like build him up a little bit, so I could see Damian Priest going over. But I wouldn't mind seeing Bauer win too. So it can go either way. All right. All right. Next match, we have the triple threat match for the NXT Women's Championship. We have Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai, and of course, Vince's favorite, Sean Flair. Yeah, the Queen. <laughs> So I know, I know everybody is sick of Charlotte with the fucking championship. Understatement of the century. So I I like to so for my pick that's a tough one because I like both Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley, but I like to see Rhea Ripley take the title back because she only had it for a short amount of time until Vince's so-called queen took it from her at WrestleMania. So I'm going with Rhea Ripley on this one. So you got uh, Jason. Okay, I'll go for Rhea Ripley to take title back because it doesn't make sense that Charlotte Flair is on another brand but has a title from another brand. So it's kind of stupid that they put the title on her at WrestleMania. So it's best to have another superstar take the title from Charlotte Flair. And Omar, who you got? Well, ever since Charlotte Flair came back to NXT, things gone very wrong on storyline script. Why Charlotte Flair win the NXT champion? Just because she want to work three brands at the same time in the ratings. This is so messed up confusion that everyone exactly. made in this world. So I want Ear Shirai to win this. All right. Ear Shirai. All right. How about you, Kyle? <laughs> I'm going with Ray Ripley on this one too, because like I said, once again, she had a short reign, like she needs a bag, and also it was dumb that they put the put the title in Charlotte. There's pretty much only two reasons why Charlotte even has that damn title in the first place. One, the stupid wild card rule, and number two, ratings, because they have to compete with 
with AEW, and obviously Charlotte brings in ratings on whatever brand yeah. she's on. And, it's much Vince, and, then Vince, and then Vince shows her down, shows her down her throats every week. Exactly, like they're grooming her to be like, oh, I got a thirty-five time of champion. Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> yeah, so true. I'm, I'm going with Rhea Ripley. All um, right, next match. Well, well, the matches can change things because there's only like six matches so far. Um, I mean, plus the main event. Uh, well, there's so, six matches total. Seven, yeah. Well, yeah, because I'm looking at the card right now. There's like, there's like six. So next match, I'm really looking forward to this match. This match is gonna really steal the show. I am still looking forward to this one. Tommaso Ciampa, Bert going up against NXT's brightest star. Well, kind of new star. TikTok Doomsday is upon us. It's Karrion Cross. Now. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of both these guys. I lo- I I followed Cross through his entire career. I followed him through Impact. Uh, followed him on the indie scene. And yeah, one of your boyfriends from the indie scene. Yeah, because I saw him actually at an indie show before he got signed to NXT. Uh, I think it was kind of like his last indie show. I saw him uh, in a match, and the guy is um he's a freaking beast. He he's no one you want to mess with. And so, for my pick, hmm. I see Champ as the face of NXT, but it's time to put over new talent. I'm going with Cross to win because it's time to put over new talent. Uh, Champ has had his time down in NXT to win matches, and I feel like new faces need to shine. So I'm going with Karrion Cross. And Who you got, Jason? I mean, I love Karrion Cross from from what I've seen on YouTube clips because I don't normally watch NXT Wednesday nights because Josh, you already know why. Yeah, and. But he seems like a cool superstar, so it's time to put over some new talent. I mean, I like Tommaso Ciampa, but Karrion Cross deserves to win. And yeah. Kyle, who you got? This one's pretty easy. I'm going with you know the new up and comer uh, Karrion Cross. Like, and hopefully, since he's up against you know a big time opponent like Ciampa, this could hopefully give him a chance to show off what he can do in the ring because we haven't really seen what he can do in the ring in NXT. Whereas on the indie scene, he's a freaking beast. So hopefully, you know, we can see a good part of what he can do in the ring. So obviously, Karrion Cross is like one of his first matches. So they're obviously going to put him over. So I'm going with, so yeah. I'm going with Karrion Cross. And you're right about that. Like, like on NXT each week, they they put him in a squash match just so he could squash local talent. And that's what he's not really supposed to do. He's really just supposed to show how much of a beast he is in the ring. And when you're putting a got a wrestler who's been on the indie scene and been in many promotions with him being a beast of the ring, and then you go on NXT in your debut and you squash a local talent. That just doesn't show anything. So, like, I just want to see what he can do in the ring against Champa. So, well, well, they're basically putting him in the same spot they always do, you know, with these big guys, like these big monstrous guys, you know, like like Braun Strowman, Ryback, Lashley, just these big guys coming in and squashing somebody in like a minute. All right, all right, Omar, so who, you him in that Omar who you got? Well, it is time for me to choose Karrion Cross because Tom Wilson champion, I'm just sick of it sometimes. First, he was turned on Johnny Gargano. And second, he was being an asshole for the whole time for betraying anyone. Okay. All right. And then we have the next match, which is the main event. So we have the NXT title on the line. In a last chance backlot brawl, which I don't even know what the hell that even is. So it's so it's Adam Cole defending the title against the Velveteen Dream. But if the Velveteen Dream loses the match, he can no longer challenge for the NXT title while Cole is still champion. That's just part of the stipulation of the match. But hmm, this is a tough one because I like both guys. I love the Undisputed Era. I'm a huge fan of them, and. Adam Cole is my favorite NXT superstar currently, but um, I have to go with the Velveteen Dream because Adam Cole's had the title for almost three hundred, almost four hundred days. So it's time for a new champion. Um, it's time for Velveteen Dream to be in the spotlight. I felt like when he uh, first came, I'm like, this guy deserves to be NXT champion. But what did they do first? They put the North American title on him, and then um, he had that for a while. And I feel like they should move him up to the NXT Championship uh, spot. And I feel like Velveteen Dream deserves the championship. It's been long enough for Adam Cole. Time to give it up. So 
Velveteen Dream for me. I'm gonna pick him to win. So we got Jason. Um, well, I, Adam Cole had the title for long enough, like you said, Josh. So I feel like it's time for a new superstar to to win the title. I, I don't mind who it is. If, if Velveteen Dream wins, then it's totally fine with me. Uh, who you got, yeah. Kyle? I'm going with uh, Velveteen Dream on this. Like I said, I think um, I think Adam Cole has had the title for, for way too long. You know, I think it's time for a new champion. And also, if the rumors are true that the Undisputed Era is about to get called up to the main roster, then it's pretty obvious we're probably going to put the title on Velveteen. But, but like I said, Adam Cole could retain. But either way, it's going to be a stellar match. These two have great chemistry together. But my pick is Velveteen Dream. All right. How about you, Omar? Well, it is time for the dream to be the NXT World Champion because it's been a year. Adam Cole has it. And, well, the same thing. It's been rumors they're going to get called off. So, Velveteen Dream deserved this to win. We were supposed to see him in the main match, but unfortunately, it was scrapped. They oh. disqualified. Okay. Yeah. Yes, like I said, like Cole's had that title for since uh, Takeover Twenty Five, and he's had the title for long enough. So like, it's time to bring up somebody who actually deserves it in Velveteen Dream. Like I, I feel like Velveteen Dream's been waiting for his opportunity for a long time. And I have a question for everyone here: What does everyone think? How this Last Chance Backlot Brawl will go? Let's start with Josh. Hmm. So. The match itself, well, a backlot brawl. Huh. That's kind of that's I'll, kind of I'll start. I'll start. Be like. I think it might be like a anything goes match type thing. So like a false count, anything kind of match, something like that, or like a street fight, like whatever, like a type of match where anything goes. I feel like you know it's gonna go kind of like false count anywhere, and they're gonna probably fight. Um, in the parking lot, backstage, um, in the performance center, um, they're probably gonna fight, you know, anywhere around the performance center, probably like in the back catering area, you know, probably like a anything goes match, like you said. So what do you think about this match, Kyle? How do you think it's gonna go out? I think they're pretty much gonna do something very similar to what they did with Edge and Randy Orton at WrestleMania, you know, you know kind of like a street fight thing, where it's gonna go pretty much all over the place, it's gonna be like a brutal fight, pretty much. Huh. To where... Where most likely this is not going to be a wrestling match. This is going to be a freaking fight between these two guys. Mm. How about yeah. you, Omar? Well, we saw this. I saw this um with uh, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Champion when they find a location. They start fighting the ring. They go out to the door, stand up by the tour bus, and fall each other down. Then they go back in. Maybe they pull out chairs, candlesticks, tables. Hmm. Yeah. So all we can do is just find out this Sunday night on the WWE Network how this match is going to go. I'm pretty excited for this entire show, yeah. though, to be honest. Yeah, me too. Like, yeah, me too. I feel like Triple H, you know, we all, we're all sick of Vince, right? Yep. Like, we're all sick of Vince, right? Yep. So I always wanted to – I always would imagine if – Triple H controlled both NXT and WWE. Wouldn't that be, like, something else? But, like, you know Vince, he's not going to give up just yet because he claims he's the biggest genius in the playbook. That's right. Yeah, yeah Vince, you're not a genius. Oh, yes, I am. I'm a favorite genius. Vince is on this podcast, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I ain't going anywhere anytime soon. How we would call a genius after the first time with a wild card rule? <laughs> yeah. That's dope. <laughs> I know it's it stupid. Yeah, right. Hey, it's brilliant. I'm a genius. If you, guys, if you guys want to hear more of this, we just have be sure to tune into our live streams where we're doing like a Vincent Man Burial World Tour on 2K20. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, man. More surgeries every damn night. Oh, man. Kill me now. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so let's move, right, let's let's move on. Some... All right, let's move on from the Vince McMahon controversy. Let's go into our favorite segment of the podcast, 
which is wrestling news. So basically what we do in this segment is basically we talk about wrestling news that goes on in yeah. the world each day. And basically I have an article that I want to share with everybody on um, this podcast today. So WWE locker room reportedly fuming over Jackson Riker supporting President Trump on Twitter. So if you guys don't know who Jackson Riker is, he's part of the Forgotten Sons on SmackDown. Uh, you may know him in uh, Impact Wrestling as Gunner. Um, so he um, he posted a Twitter this week. He and I'll read. I have the tweet right on on my laptop. It says, "Thankful for at POTUS. We have we have God bless America, built of freedom, forgotten no more." And basically, no one um, the locker room basically weren't happy with what he said on Twitter, but. I kind of see that it's kind of his opinion in my way because everybody can like our president. Everybody can't like our president. So it's Jackson Riker's opinion, people. Get over it. So what do you think, Jason? What do you think? I mean, it's his opinion. Yeah. Omar, what do you think of this? That's an opinion because... I don't like yeah, Donald Trump like, at all. He's killing most people everyone don't like of Trump. this racism. What do you think, Kyle? I don't like Trump either. It was, so there's a difference between sharing your opinion and basically just like shoving it in people's face. And that's pretty much what he pretty much did with his opinion. Pretty much. So yeah. I can see why the people are you know basically furious at him. But like I said, I honestly couldn't care less about that. Because I'm not a fan of him. And plus, I don't like Trump either. Yeah, I think we're yeah. all in the same boat. <laughs> So, anybody else yep. got news Omar, to share? Kyle. Uh, we just have a news about Jinder Mahal yeah, on the go surgery. Yeah, he's getting a lot of injuries. The modern day modern. Like he just, he, he just come back one time to face um, Akira Tozawa. Yeah. Then loses, uh, uh, Akira Tozawa loses him against Jinder Mahal. Uh, what do you think? Said, uh, what was the point of bringing him back if you're going to have it with like one match? I mean, come on, man. Yeah, I mean, he was WWE champion yeah. back in 2017 and he had a good reign, though. And then he pretty much went back to being a jobber and then he's going a lot of injuries. But then he was brought back at one point and then gets injured again. So, like, what's the point of bringing him back? I mean, sure, he had a good reign with the title, but he didn't really perform up to that level. He basically seemed like a mid-card guy who was basically basically stuck in, like, a big man's house or something like that when he was in the yeah. main event. But he just didn't feel like a main event star, even though and he had a good reign. he didn't win the title. He basically was gifted. Mm. Pretty much, because he started out as a jobber, then out of nowhere, he wins his, winner, his number one contenders match, and then he beats Orton at the pay-per-view and wins the title and holds it for six months. Six months, seven months. And he lost it to AJ Styles. Yes, thank <laughs> God. Another piece of news that I want to share about everybody I know, everybody's been talking about this. Uh, Matt Riddle, of course, uh, is the big thing right now. He got called up to uh, SmackDown, and let me get started on this. Well, I felt like it was kind of too early to call Riddle up just yet, because I feel like they're going to treat him like trash on the main roster. When he's great talent, he's great in the ring, and he's got um, he's got great charisma, he's He's a comedy act, basically. Bro, bro, and... bro, bro. <laughs> and basically, I don't see... I see when Vince gets his hands on these NXT guys, he doesn't know what talent he actually means. Like, he doesn't know what made them work in NXT. But only if Hunter told him, that would have been it. <laughs> but, well, uh... yeah, well, he didn't get Tyler Breeze's gimmick, even though Triple H explained it to him, like, five times, and he just gave up on Breeze within three months. True. Everybody saw the match that he had on NXT, which was supposedly his last NXT match. Um, basically, we all saw Kurt Angle as the referee. Um, so, um, Matt Riddle actually, I read here, Matt Riddle talked Kurt Angle to be his manager, but Kurt Angle, I think, turned the deal down. So, um, he spoke with some guy from some company, and he said, he wanted Kurt Angle to be his manager on SmackDown, but Kurt Angle refused, so like he turned down the deal. So, what do you think about that, 
Uh, Jason. Well, I just hope for the best, best for Matt Riddle. Let's hope he doesn't get treated like trash. But yeah, it's kind of too early for, for him to get called up. He likes to need more time in NXT before actually making it to the main show and being a star from there. So, Omar, what do you think about this? I think Matt Riddle should be just single, mm, not Kyle. matched to someone. Well, first of all, I'm very excited to know that he's on the main roster, but I do agree it has been a little too early. And let's hope they don't do the cliche thing that they've done lately with every guy who gets caught up to the main roster and goes to SmackDown, and that is the King Corbin feud. Like, if they do that, that's probably going to, like, kill him dead in his tracks. Mm. Like, they better not ruin Matt Riddle. Like I said, he's got so much potential on the main roster. He's great in the ring, great character. He connects with the crowd, like... They could like if they book him right, he could be you know this big star. So they better right. book right. him right. So another news I want to share here, uh, some more WWE news here. We have um, let's see here. We have of course we talked about Jinder Mahal um, getting injured again. Like come on man, but have any, has anyone seen the feud between Lana and MVP? So like oh. basically, I don't even get that at all. Like, like, didn't we end the storyline between Lana and Lashley, WWE? Like, didn't we end that storyline with MVP? I mean, with um, Lashley and Lana supposedly and being then, married in storyline. And then I mean, Rusev was, was involved, too. Yeah, so they're basically just think, they're basically telling, thinking, oh, we ended the storyline, like, months ago. But in terms of reality, since MVP's now back and he's managing Bobby Lashley... I feel like they're going to probably do a storyline the same exact way with Lana and MVP. I could just see it. So, what do you think, Jason? WWE, what are you doing? <laughs> Omar, what do you think? I, yeah. I know what they're doing. They're pretty much copying TNA because they did the exact same thing in TNA, having MVP and Lashley um, you know, uh, you know, pretty much as a team. Pretty much, They're trying to basically copy that because – because they can't come up with anything new themselves. They had to copy everything. Right. Yeah, Omar, what do you think? Every week, it's a lot of change. Scripts, storyline, and matches. And keeping wrestlers out of it, the match mm. because of the injury. And it's Kyle, what do you think about this? So I think it's like completely like dumb, pretty much. I mean, seriously, what's the point of this whole damn storyline? Uh. All right. I really wanted to get to this on the uh, podcast today because this is something that kind of was controversial. Well, I'll get to that story in a moment, but actually, uh, we have some news about Tony Storm here. She's um, She posted a something on her Instagram. She's in a relationship with New Japan star um, Juice Robinson. So, Tony Storm is now dating Juice Robinson. So, if you saw on Instagram, if you follow... Tony Storm on Instagram. You can see a picture of her, uh, her kissing him. There's like a slight, there's like a little montage, and there's like no caption whatsoever. But um, she did tag somebody who took the pictures for them. So I'm happy for Tony Storm. I feel like she deserves um, a person um, that's gonna give her a lot of respect and sharing uh, the same passion, which is wrestling, obviously. Basically, sharing the same things that they enjoy. I feel ha- I'm really happy for her because she's a bright star in NXT UK. Um, if they ever call her up to the main roster one day, she's a she should be a bright, uh, NXT uh, Women's Champion in the future. So, congratulations, to Tony Storm and Juice Robinson. Juice Robinson. Yeah, I hope the best in their relationship. They deserve each other because they share the same passion of wrestling, which makes a relationship awesome. And it's what do you got? What do you think, Kyle? What do you think? Well, to quote, well, to quote Andrade from WWE Ride Along, the <laughs> 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 I agree. They are a very cute couple, too. Like I said, I wish them the best. Tony Storm seems really happy, which she pretty much deserves. I can tell that, in the so picture and look at her. No, she's happy. Yeah, she's very awesome. happy. True love right there. What do you think, Omar? Oh, Tony Storm. Good relationship with the NGAPW star. That's great. And to be honest, it was sad. Like, a year ago, somebody leaked her photo and everything 
all the yeah, explicit yeah. privacy stuff. Then her account, her account was her account was de- her account deleted. Well, she deleted it, not the Instagram or anyone right there. She just deleted stuff because she she didn't want anyone around the world get criticized him and talk this stuff. But every woman's WWE superstar, including the people who knows her, they always supported her yeah, and they yep. always be there with them. Yeah. So yep, yep. congratulations. Yep. Tony Stone so, deserved this. One thing I did want to get to is basically we're gonna to get to the preview of SmackDown in a minute, but let's rehash last week's segment with um when SmackDown uh came on the air at eight o'clock, we saw outside the performance center where there was a car and Elias was unconscious, basically knocked out. And basically what was weird was that how the storyline was um, basically written. Basically, they they took Jeff Hardy's real-life uh, problems and turned it into a storyline, which I thought was just unacceptable. I just felt like, don't, Vince, question for you. Don't even Don't even respond to it, though. Why do you want to take someone's real-life problems with drugs and alcohol and some other substance, whatever the hell you want to call it, and turn it into a storyline for people to enjoy? That's not something you want to enjoy. That's just something you want to keep away yeah, from Vince, television. Yeah, Vince, this is not good so, shit. It's not. <laughs> Vince, this is... And it's not your business, business, but Vince. The, whole, the point of it was weird. We were like, they, they found the note in the car, and they thought it was Jeff Hardy's car, which I don't believe that one bit. They just probably bought that. They rented that car for the freaking storyline, and they basically hired the stupid cops for it, like, to hire cops to be in a storyline and basically turn it into, like, a joke. But, like, if you saw – did Jeff Hardy look drunk to you? Like, I want everybody's opinion. Did Jeff Hardy look intoxicated? No. 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 Not at all. Thank you, because if you guys saw, um, when he came back on backstage, he said he went to rehab, and he said it was the best thing he ever did in his life, and stuff like that. So, I want to get everybody's thoughts on that uh, storyline. So, what'd you think, Jason? You this storyline, story? Vince, it's none of your fucking business. <laughs> you call it good shit? No, you're wrong. It ain't good shit, mate. Oh, shut up, Vince. <laughs> It's Kyle doing the Vince voice. <laughs> what do you think? Seriously, Kyle? what do you think? Well, I agree. This is completely bogus that they even brought this personal stuff in there. I'm sure Jeff probably approved of it because that's what, usually what they do. Like they had to get their approval for it. Yeah, but yeah, but still, I mean, I mean, there's certain things that you don't bring out into the public. So his history, so Jeff's history with drugs and everything, that should have been kept behind closed doors. Like, don't bring it to the forefront. Especially after they did that whole, oh, well, that video package thing where they talked about Jeff Hardy's redemption, and now out of nowhere they're doing this, like a quote unquote storyline where he's basically drunk now. I mean, seriously, what is this WCW when they did that with Scott Hall? What the hell? And speaking of Scott Hall, Scott Hall did a, a lot of drugs, so he's in that same playbook with Jeff. Yeah, they did like a whole storyline about that, like in like '98, '99. Yeah. So, Omar, what you? To be honest. Um, this was horrified. Nobody expect what's happening when the show started, and I was like, at first thing, who did this? But somebody said that Jeff Hardy did this so he could put some attention. But I don't think so because he was fine, found on another ground when someone shouted that Jeff Hardy's in the other side. And to be honest, for Vince, you gotta keep away for this business because it's his problem, his privacy, it's his life, not yours. You're absolutely right about that, Omar. I agree with you. It's basically Jeff's private um, things, but we all knew it because it was all in the news when, like, he first broke out as, like, you know, him getting yep. arrested, yeah. drugs, like, he's not, this is not only his first freaking time getting arrested, he's getting arrested Yeah, I heard times. two or three times. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, everybody says, oh, it's Jeff Hardy's 1,000th arrest for drugs. But it's actually, you know, with Jeff being a hero to millions and millions of people, 
you have to understand wrestlers sometimes have a lot of problems with addictions that like was steroids IRL stuff like look at Chris yeah. Benoit like look at Chris Benoit and you see how his life got taken away but like not really like the suicide thing was kind of like part of the steroids and shit like that Basically, when he killed his whole family, that was basically something like a demon going in his brain and telling him to kill his family. Like, that wasn't just part of his addiction and stuff like that. But a lot of wrestlers actually had that problem with steroids. Like, um, Yeah, especially with those damn pills. Look, like, who, who can name a wrestler who had problems with um, painkillers and I stuff? Think. I remember Mike Kanellis. Uh, Definitely, yeah. definitely Kurt Angle. He had tons of issues, especially right before he left WWE back in 06. Uh, I remember John Morrison. He left back in 2010 because uh, he drug tested fail but being doing alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that. And plus he felt he was burnt out. So that's, you know, another reason why. He yeah, left. we haven't seen him since 2011. Yeah, and he saw, like, like, if you saw how, like, he was in matches, like, you know, in 2009, like, in 2010, he was kind of big. He was the Intercontinental Champion until he lost it to Drew McIntyre when Drew McIntyre was being an uprising star. But here's the thing. I agree with Morrison that he kind of got burnt out yep. in 2012, 2011, because um, basically they weren't doing much with him. They were putting him in these stupid feuds with R-Truth, um, and they're basically making him lose, like, a jobber, kind of like him being like a part-timer, kind of like, you know, like when you, you have a main event guy and you put him against a, a jobber who's barely on television, like, for example, um, for example, Titus O'Neil, like, they put him in a squash match and, and you put him against a top guy like Corbin, and basically that's what's going to happen. So I kind of agree with Morrison that he kind of felt burnt out, but I'm glad to see him back exactly. in WWE because yeah. it brings childhood memories. So, anybody want to share any news? Um, um, no. Oh. Yes. Yeah. 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 I found something. Go ahead. Well, apparently, Roman Reigns. Yeah, Roman Reigns did an interview recently about his upcoming return to the WWE, which I know Vince is all excited about. <laughs> that his big dog is coming back. Yes, he's very excited. <laughs> yeah, and I I found it earlier today. So if I can click on it real fast. Sorry, my laptop's being a little slow. No so worries, man. Oh, it's, it's a- actually cooperating. For <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, finally here we go well here's a quote from Roman Reigns it says I just want everyone to be safe obviously I want to be there I've, I've spent the last 10 years of my life dedicated to this trade craft learning every um, every single day everything all the security that I have in my life now to be able to protect my family to be comfortable is because of our fan base I just wanted you all to know that I'm so thankful grateful for everything I've been able to earn and all the experiences that I've been able to go through through you know this whole pandemic pretty much and he said that he can't wait to get back to normal and entertain on a weekly basis. So he's more than, you know, ready to get back in the ring, you know, whenever the time is right, pretty much. Because he loves doing this. Like, it's yeah, he loves it. Like... He's not He's not like Brock Lesnar. Who yeah, he treats, he treats the, the, the yeah. company <laughs> like his family. Pretty much, obviously, because his family grew up in the business. I mean, take a look at his family. I, I mean, the Usos, Rikishi, The Rock, Yokozuna, yeah. Yuminga, like all those people. You mean you manga? <laughs> yeah, I just had to throw in that William Regal joke in there. You mean good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. Roman Reigns is like the most humblest guy in the business. Like, all the kids love Roman Reigns, and especially Vince. Eh. Yeah, but like, I'm like, like when he was like the top guy when he was like champion, people booed him to shit. Especially like, WrestleMania booed. 32. He especially when he defeated The Undertaker. By 100,000 people. Oh yeah, he got. Oh yeah, everyone pretty much felt bad for him too. He had leukemia. Oh yeah, and after everybody thought Daniel Bryan was gonna win the Royal Rumble, yeah, after everybody thought Daniel Bryan was gonna win the Royal Rumble in 2015, he got eliminated, and then everybody's like, "Who's our next pick?" And it's like, "I got an idea for you." Yeah. And another one that really ticked off the fans was the Royal Rumble 2017. Everybody wanted Samoa Joe at number 30. So Vince thought it'd be like, oh, you want a Samoan named Joe? Or here you go, Roman Reigns. Oh man, everyone's so happy about yeah. that. <laughs> and people were I almost smashed my TV, but no, I don't want it because I couldn't have enough yeah, money. The only person, the only person that was happy that Roman Reigns came out at number thirty was my girlfriend at the time because she's like, a pro- she's pretty much a Roman Reigns fan. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, she was kissing his ass. Like, everything, every time he shows up on TV. I think she was the only person who was happy that his music hit at number three. I was pissed. I was. I, I basically almost flipped her couch. Oh, I man. was so mad. I was like, you could have given us some Moa like, Joe, like, but you the think... The pillows all over the floor. Like, I mean, I the world almost the like about surprises, <laughs> pretty much. Exactly. Sure, what a surprise, but a good Rumble. surprise. My favorite Royal Rumble was actually this year's because my favorite of all time came back at number 21 and everybody... I literally, oh, I literally yes. screamed hey. the shit out in my bedroom. I li- yeah, yeah, two of my favorites of all time came back um, at the 20... MVP, yeah, and, MVP Edge. and Edge. That was pretty sick. I, I, when you said Edge, me and Kyle were on a live stream. Um, yeah, you can, act, you can actually watch time. it on both of our YouTube channels. I screen recorded it and posted it on my channel and Josh did the exact same thing. Yeah, I basically lost my 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 shit. I like, like, I, was I, was like, like no I was like going way. nuts, and you were like, "What? Yo, who is it? Who is it?" I said, "It's Edge," and you lost your yeah, shit. Yeah. Hey, oh. hey, Omar. <laughs> what, what yeah, and of course, your mom's like, "Calm down, calm down." Uh, okay. Um. Uh, first, I posted you saying spoiler alert for Royal Rumble 2020: Edge and Paige to be appearing. First of all, Paige never appeared because of her operation. Second of all. It came true because I posted that one time that was the rumors were true that he is medically clear and appear any number in surprise. I literally started screaming, then I don't know why I smiled, I happy, yeah. and I started crying. I mean, I almost cried when Edge came back. I, I, I just screamed. Yeah, I cried a little yeah, bit. When too. Edge, yeah, when Edge came back, I cried. I, cried. I tried so Edge hard not screamed. to cry, but I went absolutely nuts. Because it's been like nine years since he was able to step back in a ring. And when he, when, when he posts something on his Instagram, because he posts something on his Instagram of him working out in, in his home, um, um, basically he said I, I he posted something and it looked like he was ready to make a return. Before this even was planned out, Edge was gonna be going to AEW to be like a producer backstage or something like that. They were gonna give him some opportunity in that company. Well, then WWE calls and says, "You want to go to the Royal Rumble and be a surprise return?" No, it was actually Edge who called them because Edge has always been loyal to them. So he called Vince and said, you know, this is what they're, you know, this is what they're, you know, offering me. And obviously he trusts Vince almost like a brother or some of that. So he found out and Vince was like, hmm, I'll offer you more money. So then Edge got another surgery and, and he poof, went on to surprise her. But they only, so they only did that just, just so they wouldn't go to AEW because he was going and to then, AEW. Until basically, they cleared. if you watch the 24 documentary about Edge, um, the second mount. Which is very yeah, emotional. Really it's a very emotional and very well done documentary. Basically, it talks mm. about the process of him returning, and when he when his music hit at the Royal Rumble this year, there were little legit people crying in the in the stands. Like there was this one, especially that guy. Especially that guy looking at the ceiling. It was almost like he was praying. <laughs> yeah, to God, the guy like, who like yes, thank it's... you, Lord. Like it zooms like, in whole... on his face. Yeah, he saved. Everyone. And like the whole crowd was like, "Wait, what did we just witness? Who? Who? How? Who? Edge? Who? Edge? Yeah, it's one of those moments. One of those moments. It's one of those moments where time just stops. When I heard the words, "You think you know me?" I'm like, "That's Edge." Yeah, and then boom, I go crazy in my room. And then he comes out, comes out with that energy he has, and I'm like, "Holy crap!" I'm like, he looks exactly the same, but a little bit older. And then he actually had a great match and at Mania 36 this year against Randy Orton. He still got it pretty much. Right. Yeah, you're he's damn had his career on his terms. Yeah. Um, remember, remember one time on Fox Sport backstage, CM Punk trolls everyone around the world during the entrance. Oh, yeah. Oh my god, I was like, stop playing because this thing's happening Sunday. I'm gonna get my fireworks to blow it up in the anywhere, everywhere, and say CM Punk, CM Punk, everywhere. Yeah, well, somebody, well, he also trolled us again with that whole hacker thing on Sunday. Oh, and he goes, Oh, it's me. Like, he fooled everybody thinking, Oh, it's him. But everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's not CM Punk. Don't get your hopes up because he ain't coming back. It ain't punk, yeah. Yo. It's not. Oh. 
Punk has no contract with WWE. He already mentioned it. Uh, he yeah, works yeah. for Fox, not WWE. But we we still don't know who's the real one. It's not Gable. It's not Gable. The hacker can be Gable. anybody. Yeah. It's Ali, probably. Yeah, that's the rumor. No, I think it's a female because there's been times where if you look at the hand, it's like a female hand. So I think it's a or, or maybe, maybe, or maybe Lee? the baddest woman on the planet, Ronda the Rousey. Awesome, but I highly doubt. Oh my god, I don't know. People were saying it was Ronda Rousey. That'd be awesome, but it wouldn't but it wouldn't make sense yeah. though. How what happened it was Paige? Nah. That would be cool. I mean I mean Paige already said never say never, but she feels good after her recent neck surgery, so it's possible she could be never say never uh, at some Facts. point. So never say never. Yeah. Never say never. That's that's one thing you need to learn about wrestling is never say never. To say, oh, it's not going to happen. For long hold, it happens. Never say never. He came back after nine exactly. long years. Right. Oh, here's another piece um, of news I forgot to share. So, who knows Bronson Reed from NXT? Me. All right, so everybody should know Bronson Reed. So, if you guys saw him on NXT this week... He went one-on-one with Cameron Grimes. And basically, um, the article says here, let me pull it up. It says, Bronson Reed says he was called racial slur while, while out with his wife. Comments on, on his NXT return. So, it says, um, he took to Twitter. So, someone called him a fat N, which is the N-word, obviously. Oh. So, he oh, says, man. um... He put it on Twitter. This is what he put. He That's said, cool. in light of everything that happened yesterday, I didn't feel right tweeting about my return to NXT. I want y'all to know I'm back and ready to fight the good fight. I am a superstar that is for everyone. I represent the minority and, and make sure we are heard by the majority. Then he says this. I want everyone to know that, disgust, that this is a disgusting statement that was yelled at me today was only, was only a silver of what I'm seeing a lot of my African-American brothers and sisters going through. I hope we can can invoke change for the good. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. And then he says this. This is when he talks about what happened. He goes, um, he goes, just out from my daily walk with my wife and a car of young white males speed speeds up by by one and and one yells, You fat and I'm not gonna say it on here because it's really, really a racist word. And he said and then he puts dot dot dot. This needs to not happen. People and not happy. People disappointed. disappointed. Yeah, that is just unacceptable. that's really unacceptable and racist. Like I said, exactly. we all know about the whole crisis thing and going around with George Floyd and all that stuff. But I won't get into full detail. But people just respect everybody. Doesn't matter if you're fat, skinny, black, white. Doesn't matter. Respect everybody the way they should be. Please. Please. Yeah. So, and then another thing I wanted to mention: Who saw the video that Impact Wrestling um, that that was posted? It it was a um, it was posted by EC3 on Instagram, and it shows a guy in a hood, and it shows a video for Impact Wrestling Slammiversary. Now, y'all know EC3 was released by WWE, and I'm thinking he's gonna bring this like weird sort of character to this. Company. So it's basically him on Instagram basically talking about this video. And I feel like he's going to go back to Impact. Hmm. So let's see. So in the video, it shows a bunch of superstars that were released from WWE. Not all of them. So it shows Eric Young, uh, Gals and Anderson, Mike and Maria, and... Um, so EC3 looks like he's coming back to Impact. So a bunch of those guys are going to be at Impact Slammiversary coming this Sunday. So we can see. So um, Kurt Hawkins was supposed to be rumored, and if you guys didn't see, people said, "Oh, there's a Bulgarian flag for Rusev." So it looks like Rusev can go to Impact. So what do you think? Well. I don't know what to say about this. What do you think, Kyle? So, I don't know what to say because I don't watch TNA, but but it wouldn't surprise me if EC3 went back because obviously he was a bit, he was kind of a big star in, in Impact, so yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if he went back. 
Now, with Gals and Anderson, that would be interesting. Like I said, I don't watch Impact, so I really don't care that much about it. But 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 if they do go there, hopefully yeah. it turns out better than what happened yeah, to them in WWE. Yeah. Uh, it's all right that everyone wants to have a job doing wrestling. So they deserve to go to Impact. I'm okay with that. And I honestly don't have yeah, Impact at all. Same here. And my channel. I watch, I, I, I watch it once in a while. I really don't pay attention to it because half the superstars I don't even know. I'm like, boring. I'll only watch it if, like, Rob Van Dam or, um, like, guys that I know from the indie scene who have worked for the company, like Tessa Blanchard, like, guys that are really big. Yeah, that's the whole reason I watched I mean, it. I, I watched it nonstop back in the day because it was because it used to be called, you know, TNA and Total Nonstop Action Wrestling, and I basically watched, like, the older ones with, like, AJ Styles, Amazing Red, Jeff Hardy, Rob Van Dam. Uh, who else was in, in TNA? Let's see, from WWE. Uh, Scott Hall was in there for a short period of time. Um, a lot of the guys that you know of as the big stars from the WWE have gone to other companies and worked for them. I mean, look at Arn Anderson. Being fired from WWE and going to AEW to have a big role as Cody's, like, manager, which is something big for a, a company like that to have two, like, three legends from the WWE work for AEW, like, so, I see the, um, like, those superstars going there to be treated better, unlike the WWE not treating them, like, big talent, so, anybody want to share anything else? Um, no, how about we just preview SmackDown tonight? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, so we got SmackDown tonight on um, on Fox, Fox in about a couple minutes. At 8 o'clock, so we have a preview tonight for SmackDown. Well, I'm looking forward to some of these matches that are going to be happening. And we're going to crown our new Intercontinental Champion tonight, which is going to be very, very exciting. We got so, Bryan and AJ Styles come face-to-face in the final. at a Intercontinental Championship Clash. Um, so we have here. So first off, we have you know for this Sunday at Backlash, Braun Strowman's defending the title against Miz and Morrison, which is kind of stupid. We're having both guys wrestle for the title. So like, say, what if Miz and Morrison beat Strowman? Say for example, who's going to be the title holder, Morrison or the Miz? Well, it depends on who pins Strowman. Whoever pins so, Strowman is going to be the champion. That's going to be – they have a preview. They have a plan for Braun Strowman ahead of Backlash, which is the next Sunday. Uh, stay tuned for our prediction show um, on Crash and Burn for our Backlash All right, well, who's going to be the new Eric Collins champion? Who does everyone think? I'm going with my man AJ Styles. AJ Styles. I'm going for him too. Omar, who you got? Kyle? AJ Styles. AJ Styles, but, but at the same time, I, I would like to see Daniel Bryan actually win it again since he had to give it up due to injury, you know, over the neck injuries last time. But but still, I think AJ Styles is going to go with it. Yeah. But I'd be fine with Daniel Bryan holding it. But, so I'm fine either way. Yes, but if yeah. I had to pick one, I'm going with AJ Styles. And then they're also going to talk about – they're going to talk to Jeff Hardy after last week's incident. So we'll see how that goes down. And we have – And we have the – Women's tag title match: Bailey and Sasha Banks going up against Bliss and Cross. For the who titles. does everyone think is going to win? Omar, who do you got? Um, I won. It's Alexa. Say that again. Yeah. Alexa was Bliss it? and Nikki Cross and Bailey and Sasha Banks. I want the Alexa Bliss Nikki Cross to retain. Okay. Still because we want to see. But the turning back, one of them each other. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Bliss and Cross to retain because I feel like you know, uh, Bailey is. I hate this heel character she's doing, and kind of like you know they already are the first women's tag champs, but like I could care less what Bailey does now because I really don't can't stand this heel gimmick she's doing. But um, I like to see Sasha Banks turn on Bailey and kind of like turn heel again. Well, well, kind of the other way around, which is Bailey turning on Sasha could be the other way around. So um, I'm going with Bliss and Cross to win to retain the titles. So you got Kyle. 
I'm going with as much as I hate to say it, I'm going with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross because I don't think they're gonna put two titles on Bailey because yeah. she's the current women's champion, obviously. And that the way and the way things have been going lately, it seems like they're heading towards the direction of Bailey and Sasha, you know, you know, breaking up. So, yeah, so I and think I'm gonna go for Bliss and Cross because, yeah, Bailey is the current women's champion, and then her heel gimmick is boring. I know, I hate it. I it's just that damn theme song. Gimmick. I mean, what is that? Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Gimmick. Yeah. Well, anyway. So, yeah, that's... that's kind of... I want to preview something. Yep, SmackDown. Um, yeah, so I'm going to talk about last week what happened on NXT. Uh, we all... We crowned an interim Cruiserweight champion. Not, a, not an official champion, because... Um, the champion for the Cruiserweight champion is uh, interim, because the current champion, as you all know, is the Irish ace, Jordan and he, But they're just crowning Yeah, it. he can't compete right and now because he he's in quarantine. Yeah. He can't travel to, uh, I think he lives in, I think, Ireland. And then, yeah, the but, travel um, restrictions due to the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so they crown, we crowned a new Interim NXT Cruiserweight Champion in El Hijo. It's pretty much as temporary champion. As a temporary champion until Devlin is able to um, yeah. compete again. My thoughts, I want to drink more, but um, it was kind of sad what they kind of did with it. Oh, yeah, and then know? I believe he won a match to get him his job back, I think. No. Basically, at the end of the show, uh, Triple H comes out and hands him a contract. So he basically oh, I guess he earned it. Yeah, basically, basically, the stipulation was if Drake Maverick won, he would not only win oh. the title, but also win a contract. But he still got the, the contract anyway, because uh, I guess because of how much of a fight he gave in the match, because he really He's the goat. worked his butt off yeah. in that match. Like he's he's done a great. good job as two five GM, and now he's a good job as a wrestler. And he made he made the twenty four seven title. Yeah, I do wish he would won the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Omar, how, how'd you feel about all that stuff? Uh, I feel happy because we thought we were gonna see Drake at the last scene on uh, Wednesday. He was emotionally so. Like he tries, he cries. He is like last words before he leaves the WWE. His sort of few fans in the NXT, and apparently Triple H comes out with a contract. And I say, what does this mean? Is he leaving or staying? Because some contracts they decide to like let go or not let go. But it was surprised that Triple H out of nowhere hugged him, which means that he stays and be the black and gold brand. Yeah, that was an awesome moment. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, Drake worked his butt off to get to that to, to the finals of the tournament. He basically worked his butt off in the set in the in the pre in the matches that he was in because he advanced all the way to the finals. And I give him a lot of respect for putting up a big fight in that match. And probably you all know Vince was pissed. Was like he's like really Hunter designed that shit again. <laughs> yeah. He's like, come on, here's no talent. He lost. Let him go. I'm sure he was pissed because he's like, really assigned that jobber? I mean, what is he going to do? Wear his pants again? Yeah. Because if you remember at Survivor Series, he wouldn't exactly. his pants. Of course, that was Vince's idea. <laughs> and, and plus, that was Vince's idea. Yeah. Yeah, because Vince, yeah, Vince has the sense of humor of a four year old. I do. Uh, especially, especially, especially when he was like, when uh, Drake Maverick was like, "Oh, you're in trouble," and obviously they turned that joke and be like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, I remember, I, I remember that or, part." Like, oh wait, calm down, dude. Don't get, don't get pissed. I mean, seriously, it was, was funny dumb. but stupid. Yeah, One time I post to Drake Maverick, I tag him. I said, "You and your AOPP saw everyone. Yeah, you." Pissed yourself, and he told me, "I hate you, Omar." 
He didn't block me. He just, he just I saw like, that I post. tag I it, and he shares my email. Yeah, he, he <laughs> shared my shit. I was like, yo, I made it. <laughs> Come on. I made it. <laughs> wow. Wow. All critics critics of his urine, urine. Yeah, and one time he, and one time his video said to stop. He just sit down the bench of the park looking at everyone and he just feel down like stop this already like it making me freaking hard and all stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That means part of cyberbullying too. I was like Oh man, we gotta yeah, I gotta stop this because I know I gotta stop this too. All right, so before we end, we end this podcast, I want to get everybody's thoughts on a certain superstar. I want everybody's thoughts on Dexter, Dexter Lewis. Lewis. Kyle, so let's go with Kyle first. What do you think of Dexter Lewis? First of all, who the hell is he's this the guy, guy that anyway? just stares at everybody? He has like blonde hair and a mustache. He's interesting. I mean, like, what's this guy all about, pretty much? Like, what are they going to do? Yeah. He's an interesting character. I know him in TNA. Uh, I, I got to see TNA some of his matches. I don't, I don't know this guy. Yeah. He basically just stares at everything. But let's get all let's get on to a superstar that we do know who has a bright future. What does everybody think of, uh, let's see. We're not going to pick Charlotte. What does everybody think of Heath Lee? Heath Lee? Yeah, he's talented. Heath Lee. Ooh. What do you think, Kyle? What do you think of the limited, limitless one? Love him. I yeah. definitely bask in his glory. Every I had the I honor to game. see him live yeah, in person back in December 20th when him. I went to SmackDown at the Barclays Center. And because they were taping an episode of NXT after the live SmackDown went off the air at that time. And that was awesome getting to see him. Yeah, for real. I met Keasley at um, you I met Keasley at Evolve show in Queens. Uh, I had a I had a really a great experience meeting him. He was so freaking nice. He was so cool and everything. Like we were just talking for yeah. I, I want to get I, I, wait wait. And I want to get one more thoughts on Dexter Loomis and Keith Lee. Um, all right. all right, Dexter Loomis, his character is like when a person talks to him, you don't want to answer back like. He pretends not to hear anyone. It's like a deaf person characteristic. All that he does is draws a picture, and then the person who interviews to Dexter Lemons, meaning what it, does this mean? Like on Wednesday, he draws a photo of the undefeated era driving the car. <laughs> and second, Keith Lee, well, I wish to meet him in person too. Unfortunately, it can but someday will happen if he ever get called up to the main roster, either Raw or SmackDown. I want to see in person, me to him, and talk about his thoughts on this future with WWE. Yeah. Now, I want to get everybody's thoughts on who could be a next, a future NXT champion. That was in dream. That was in dream. Yeah, Any other yeah pretty much. I like to see, you know, guys like Damian Priest, Finn Balor with another reign. Uh, guys that haven't been, like, in the main card yet. Like, let's see. Um, let's see. We have, you know, Damian Priest. I could see Finn Balor going for another reign as champion. Maybe Timothy yeah, Thatcher. Um, if this happens, though, I would like to see this, but probably it won't happen. Pete Dunne. Damn it, dude. You just read my damn mind. I'm trying to think of any more guys, but that's all I can think of. Like, So, so who do you think besides Velveteen Dream would be a future champion, Jason? Like, and all those names I just said. Oh, no, but Omar, what do you got? No. Oh. No. I Velveteen Dream. So, outros or anything else? Mm. All right. Let's do the outros. So, I should go first. Alright, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of the Crash and Burn Wrestling Podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, Stay tuned for our next episode, which will be Backlash Predictions and Wrestling News, of course. Um, Follow us on Twitter at Crash and Burn Pod for all podcast updates, news, and 
etc. And also follow us on Instagram as well for all the for podcast news and um, a lot of other cool stuff that we post on there. Uh, we're also planning a uh, interview session on our YouTube channel, Crash Board Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel. Uh, we're going to have an interview segment with a bunch of uh, people in the wrestling business. I'm trying to get some independent wrestlers that are really good friends. Make, make, and make sure, make sure um, y'all have Skype for that if anyone wants to. Yeah, we're gonna need, it's going to be like a Skype session. And also, don't so, forget pretty much. King of the Hour merchandise. Yes, the King of the Hour. Yes. King of the Hour merchandise. Support fellow. Yeah. Oh, the so-called King. Support the King of the Hour, King yes. Vinny D. And, 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 and shout out to him at King Vinny D. Yep. Shout out to the King, of course. Uh, so, um... Thank Jason, you all so much for tuning in for to this week's episode of Crash and Burn Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on, on Instagram at WrestlingFanKid15. My main account at Bailey underscore Jason16. Follow Josh at Josh's Toy Show. Follow Kyle at Rock and Roll Forever Reviews. Follow Omar at WrestlingOmar2.0 underscore. We hope you enjoyed and stay safe. Now, Omar. Wait, all wait, right. Omar, say your outro. Thank you, everyone around the world, for sharing. We'll see you tuned to the next episode. Kyle. First of all, I hope you guys enjoyed yeah, this week's episode of Crash and Wrestling Podcast. As usual, had a blast on it. Stay tuned for next week, where it will be a, our recap of NXT in your house, as well all as right. predictions for Backlash. Peace out, guys. So stay tuned. Stay right. safe. Bye-bye. Bye for now. Bye for now.